0: For optimum sound throughout this podcast we suggest you listen to it via headphones or through a surround sound system this is the Dolby Buzz this week we're continuing our exclusive behind the scenes look at the upcoming action-adventure film Sherlock Holmes directed by Guy Ritchie and starring Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law in this episode we're at the global press conference in London with exclusive interviews from the
1: cast and You feel you are being Silently approved of from some other Place in time The
2: producers Guy, uh, he wants everybody to feel Excited to come to work
3: And from director Guy Ritchie I was invested in Sherlock Holmes as a child So I really had a strong visual sense of uh, Who I thought Sherlock Holmes should be Plus we head over to Leicester Square
0: To meet up with the Dolby sound engineer Overseeing the sound and picture for the premiere And if that wasn't enough We also have our amazing competition To win an Acer. Spire laptop. Don't forget you can follow the Dolby Buzz on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash Dolby Buzz. That's twitter.com slash Dolby Buzz. Sherlock Holmes. The global press conference took place in London this week and we caught up with the stars and crew from Sherlock Holmes. We started by asking director Guy Ritchie why he decided to bring Sherlock
3: Holmes to the big screen. I was invested in Sherlock Holmes as a child, so I really had a strong visual sense of uh, who I thought Sherlock Holmes should be. But not only, not only that, I, I hadn't seen any other productions unlike most people. Um, I had no visual reference other than what I'd knocked up in my mind. So, you know, it was... Warners came to me um, with with it as an idea, and it you know as soon as they mentioned it i was uh, I was fascinated and we asked him about what inspired him to cast jude law as watson it 's it's, uh, it's been, it's been coined the hotson versus potson scenario <laughs> um, we, yeah what we wanted was uh, we, we, we re- really wanted a uh, A good-looking Watson, and then in the tabloids he got coined Hotson, Um, and this was because I'd always seen their their relationship as uh, much more of an equal uh, an equal partnership, Uh, more like Butch and Sundance, and I had seen it as this kind of bumbling. Uh, bumbling Watson, uh, so we, I just thought that was uh, fair to Conan Doyle and also and Lion and lie agreed on that. and lie always had a completely uh, we were always in agreement with exactly how he thought this the, this partnership should be uh, portrayed Mr Holmes you must widen your gaze. You underestimate the gravity of coming
4: events.
0: The relationship between Sherlock and Watson on screen has some brilliant chemistry. Here, Robert Downey
1: Jr. tells us about why he and Jude Law work so well together. The great feedback we've been getting today is that they say the movie is is about the two of you and the third thing that that creates. Well, it's one thing to promise you can get there, and it's it's another thing to uh, to just roll up your sleeves and get into it. And Guy created such a uh, sublime atmosphere on set, and yeah. and really, there was no there was no we weren't sure that it was gonna turn out as well as it did but we just we really efforted and efforted and I think you know it's this whole thing of like well why is it that uh, it's so funny to me because usually I'm just saying well you and -and so-and-so it's always female had this great chemistry and they're talking about Jude and I like like we we should be doing romantic comedies together or something Um, but this film is is not a comedy and it's a love affair of sorts but it's, it's about what it's about but I think that you know Holmes and Watson are aspects of all of us and and I think that we knew when to yin and yang back and forth and we, we just we, we were just a good team you know.
0: Here's producer Lionel Wigram telling us how he maintained the authenticity of Sherlock and if it really was
4: that important. It was essential to us I mean there's a reason why Sherlock Holmes has lasted 122 years and it's because the stories are so good, and he's, and he's created such amazing characters in Holmes and Watson, and we really wanted to maintain that. Okay. It comes from fandom. This whole movie, really, uh, I, I was a fan from being a kid, and everybody on this, uh, this roster either was a fan of Sherlock or became a fan during, during the shooting of the movie. We kept constantly referring back to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's stories. Um, um, every scene in the movie, we tried to have at least one piece of Arthur Conan Doyle dialogue, And we just kept going back and back and back and really just harvesting those amazing stories which are so rich for as much detail as we could put in there.
5: The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave.
1: We want you to find him and stop him. That'll take every ounce of my not inconsiderable experience.
0: Guy Ritchie and Robert Downey Jr. told us they felt this could be the most authentic Sherlock Holmes movie and as close to what Conan Doyle would have produced had he made a Sherlock Holmes film.
3: I think it's it's subjective, obviously, Um, and it has to come through some sort of uh, creative conduit Um, And I I was, as a director, to some degree, that conduit. But, uh, you know, from a very young age, I had an idea, uh, an image of uh, Sherlock Holmes and the partnership. So um, I feel as though I'm informed by, and uh, I drew most of my uh, creative ammunition from Doyle. But, you know, it's objective. So uh, every every other production obviously had to uh, deal with that which came before it. I mean,
1: there's an esoteric element to this as well in that sometimes you just feel like you're in the right groove and you feel the, 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 the history and the legacy of something. Particularly, I mean, I'm sure you could, uh, could say this about uh, Shakespeare and, and having just done Hamlet. Sometimes you just feel like you are being silently approved of from some other place in time. And there were times when we were so locked into exactly as, as Doyle expressed it and you can't beat the guy's words. So we had one of his uh, quotes on a call sheet every day. But then we we had to twist it up a little bit. I, I I think it's no mystery that Sherlock Holmes didn't invent the silencer. If he invented it, he certainly did a crap job because it doesn't work. But that he's shooting a, 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 a the letters VR into the wall is right from out of one of the books. And I think it has to do with what the... Uh the Jubilee, or Victoria Regina, or something yeah, like that. So yeah, yeah. it was a strange way to celebrate. It just spoke to how strange the guy was. So um, it, it was just an interesting way to to get the job done. That we were, you know, honoring it but still being entertaining.
3: Producer Joel Silver. If you look at the original movies, I mean, they were stuffy. They were. They used to have a phrase in the old days of Hollywood. They, they, they were. They were rug movies and dust movies, and like Cary Grant was the greatest rug actor of all time, he would do movies in bedroom, parlor, bath, kind of interior movies, and I think that in those original movies they were rug movies, they were all kind of inside intellectual pictures, but clearly Sherlock is a dust actor, you know, I mean, Downey of course can do anything, but he is in the outside, the books showed a guy who who was a man of action, and I think that What we did, we invested ourselves in trying to make a contemporary movie that feels fresh and original, but still embraces what Conan Doyle did. And I think we, I hope we succeeded.
1: This may be a hobby to you, Mr. Holmes, but I do it for a living. It does make a considerable difference to me, having someone with me on whom I can thoroughly rely
0: Producer Susan Downey told us the atmosphere created by Guy Ritchie on the set put everyone in the right frame of mind for filming the movie.
2: Well, it's really interesting because it's um, by far the most relaxed set that um, I've ever worked on. And uh, I think I can speak for, for Robert, at least on that. Um, and what I came to realise pretty quickly is that it was completely by design. Um, and Guy, it's very important to him... Uh, that essentially he's, he's running the show, sort of orchestrating what's going on, but he wants everybody to feel excited to come to work and excited to bring their best and bring their new ideas. And as a result, he creates a very collaborative environment. And what it resulted for us was this desire to always bring new ideas to the day's work or to what was upcoming and uh... we spent a lot of time together a lot of times on a movie set at lunch everybody disappears producers go off and have meetings or you watch dailies or you know the actors go take a rest or something and we all would get together at lunch in, in a trailer and and sort of spend half the time making each other laugh and the other half working on either that you know afternoons work or something that was upcoming and um, it just it, it worked out really well And I think, um, I think Guy uh, Improved his guitar uh, I think if we played you know, Some uh, EPK stuff From the beginning of the shoot And maybe a little at the end We'd see uh, how well he did But then you'd, you'd go by And suddenly everybody else Had the guitar in their hands So it was, it was just that kind of Family, collaborative environment And I think it, it made for uh, Made for a lot of fun
1: my methods before.
6: I never complain. When do I complain about you practising the violin at three in the morning or your mess, your general lack of hygiene or the fact that you steal my clothes? Be
0: a lady. (laughs) Director Guy Ritchie told us what he felt makes Holmes so quintessentially English.
3: Uh, In part, it's the period um, and he's a caricature, I suppose, of that period but what Conan Doyle managed to create was uh, a three-dimensional character uh, he 's flawed, um, which isn 't necessarily conspicuous in many many of our contemporary heroes, and uh, the fact that he is rather selfish, um, rather arrogant and suffers from depression. Um, I think we can all sort of... There's, there's things about Sherlock Holmes that make us interested in, in him as a character. But I don't quite know why he's so quintessentially English. We asked Robert Downey Jr. if he was scared to take on the role of
1: Sherlock Holmes. Uh, scared. I don't get scared anymore. I just get busy. I, I already knew by the time Guy was directing this that, um, that it was a... a a fresh interpretation and then um you know i worked with joel silver a bunch i've lived with susan downey a bunch and uh lionel wigram um basically is the person who 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 figured out how to um reprise this this as a as a as a film so i knew i was in in good hands and then uh just a matter of just getting down to business you know. Fortunately I'd, I'd spent some time here in the late uh, 80s playing chaplain and I had a great tutelage and all things British from uh, uh, Lord Attenborough so I, I felt like I had kind of you know passed go and um, but definitely felt the onus of, of, of of, it's not the fear of the judgment of others it's just at a certain a certain point it just comes down to will you, will you uh, meet the standards that, that people are expecting of you and you expect of them tomorrow at midday the world as you know it will end
4: well there isn't any time to waste then in the
0: movie Mark Strong plays Holmes' adversary the murderous cult leader Lord Blackwood we asked Mark how he felt playing the bad guy.
4: I mean, it was uh, I've worked with Guy a few times, so it was great to come back and work with him. Uh, more importantly, I think the, the pressure was on to find a villain who was uh, worthy of the greatest detective in the world. And I'm fascinated by the fact that, uh, although everything else is cherry-picked from the short, the, the short stories and the novels, uh, Blackwood isn't. And I think what that allowed the, the film to do was create what, whatever we wanted, which is even kind of more outlandish, perhaps, than... Uh, anything you'd find in the novels, um, but he embodies Victoriana, the whole kind of imperial feel of, 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 of showmanship that the Victorians are famous for. So I loved playing him and actually I've been thinking about what makes um Uh, Holmes quintessentially English. I don't think Conan Doyle wrote him with a view to him being quintessentially English. I think the point is that he's become considered as being quintessentially English. And what this film does is re-examine that and make it something more modern and much more interesting uh, than the kind of, the the slightly stuffy version of Holmes that we've all become used to. Robert
0: Downey Jr. went on to tell us why he enjoys
1: filming in Britain. I was here 20 years ago and the food sucked. And I was not particularly happy when I was here. I was doing a movie called uh, Air America. I renamed it Air Generica. (laughs) And we were at Pinewood and these studios or whatever, and then I came back and I did Chaplin. But I think there's just something about, uh, I think there's something about the work ethic here. I think there's something about the people and the culture. Um, Obviously, um, as Americans, and I can can speak for myself and Susan and Joel, you know, there's sometimes just a a bit of an abrupt attitude that we have like all right we're here let's get down to the work you know we'll eat later and um, and we were very shortly put in check that there's a more uh, civilized way to operate and that it's nice to you know, put out a little cheese let's talk let's uh let's 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 be grown ups about this and, and 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 by the way you know we're not we're not vulgar or anything it was just it's very 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 much part of the furniture here and i think it was just a, for me anyway it was just a huge experience in the proper way to do things, and I, I, I've taken it forth ever since. Actor Jude Law.
6: Well, the design, the, 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 the production design did an amazing job um, embellishing what was already pretty historic sites. Sarah Greenwood. Making them look beautiful, beautiful. We'd turn up every day, I mean, and they'd, they'd been there two days, dressing and uh, laying in stuff as far as the eye could see, and the detail was exquisite. And it's always, it's always fun to be out and about and film. Um, rather than in a studio. This was a film very much taking Holmes. You know, there, there, there was the, the kernel of the story is a domestic drama, if you like, and, and you see them still delving and unpicking cases on a cerebral level, but also they're out and about getting their boots dirty and their knuckles sore. And uh, it was fun... Um, it, was, it was fun working... It's always fun working in the UK. I, lo- I love coming home making films here. Holmes, does your depravity know no
0: bounds? No. <laughs> Finally, we asked all the cast and crew when their first introduction to Sherlock Holmes was. Here's Hans Zimmer.
4: Oh my God. Um, I think pretty much at the age of six, um, German translation needless to say, I started reading Sherlock Holmes and totally fell in love with it and um, carried on loving it all throughout my life.
0: Producer Dan Lee. For me it was seeing
3: young Sherlock Holmes in elementary school.
4: Producer Lionel Wigram. For me, it was around about eight or nine. My dad used to read them to me before I went to bed. Actress Kelly Riley.
6: Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I just know that it was in my childhood, so I can't really put a finger on it when.
0: Actor Jude Law.
6: Um, Mine was the TV series, Jeremy Brett TV series.
0: Robert Downey Jr. I'm the same as Kelly. Director Guy Ritchie.
3: Um, For me, I was about six again. They were the first. uh, They were the first stories I was familiar with, actually, and I, I knew them all extremely well. Uh, Monument from school Actor Mark Strong. Uh,
4: if you're um, a schoolboy growing up in England, you probably uh, he forces his way into your literary DNA, but I think the first one I saw was um, like Jude was Jeremy Brett. Producer Susan Downey.
2: Um, I saw Hounds of Baskerville and then uh, I'd read a couple of the short stories, but when this was percolating, I'm a very good student, and I kind of locked myself away one weekend and read everything
3: so. <laughs> And producer Joel Silver. Rathbone. Nigel Bruce, I remember the movies, they really had a lot of resonance for me and it was great to kind of take what we saw and what we, I mean, I remember as those movies and kind of bring it to life today. You have the grand gift of silence, Watson. It makes you quite invaluable as a companion.
0: Competition time now and we've teamed up with Acer Computers to offer you the chance to win an Acer Aspire laptop, complete with Dolby Home Theater. Entry to the competition is done from our new Sherlock Holmes microsite at Dolby.com. Good luck! Before the Sherlock Holmes film premiere, we caught up with Dolby Sound consultant Chris Dummer, who told
5: us all about what he was doing here? We work on most of the premieres here, but not all of them. Uh, it's when, the, cli- when the, the, the film companies ask us to come along, we'll come along and help. During the premiere, the sound and uh, the picture is played through Dolby servers and through Dolby equipment. So we're here to make sure that they all run smoothly, so there's no hiccups during the performance, uh, because it's, it's not, uh, you know, there's a lot at stake on these shows. So, uh, so the production companies ask us to be here just to make sure uh, everything goes smoothly. Like tonight, we have. Uh, a, a primary server with the, the film on but we also have two backups in case things go wrong so we have um, a Dolby server playing the film then we also have another server going through another projector on a 30 second delay so uh, if anything happens to that performance we'll just cut that one off and go to the second or go to the backup and we also have a 35mm backup an old uh, print not old print but a print uh, which we can go to if uh, both the servers fail so we have uh, two backups here awesome. What have you done? We started on this last week. Uh, we had a few press screenings last week at The View, actually, just a cinema a couple of doors down from the Empire. And uh, we started on, well, last Tuesday with a screening for the director, for Guy Ritchie. Uh, he came along uh, Tuesday morning and we uh, played the film to him s- to make sure that he was happy. Um, and it's difficult in the Empire. It's a very big cinema, and when it's empty, it sounds it's quite echoey. So it's it, it doesn't sound uh, it, it sounds it's quite reverberant. So when you get 1,400 people in there, it it really um, sounds a lot better. So it's difficult for the directors to imagine what it's going to sound like on the evening. But uh, we've we've set the cinema up and calibrated it so that it sounds great um, both ways. The, the backup was rehearsed this morning. The film backup, so. Uh, We've basically uh, lots of rehearsals go into this. We rehearse everything and, and make sure it, it, it all works smoothly. And we've rehearsed all three versions of the film that we have now. And tonight it's just a question of going in there, running a few more tests, checking everything's still working. Because last week the Empire has had two other premieres. It's been the Avatar huge premiere, and it's also been Centurions two. So uh, lots of equipment's been moved around and things are, things get knocked and nudged. And so we're I'm going to go back up there in a minute and. Uh, make sure that everything is how it should be and everything is how Guy Ritchie saw it on Tuesday.
4: I have a request. Someone I want to see. Sherlock Holmes.
5: Shows are are always in cinemas, so all the equipment's there. Um, so we're basically just checking it all places like the Empire have premieres all the time so they're checked very regularly we as Dolby go in and check, firstly check that the sound is all calibrated within the room, make sure all the speakers are working make sure they sound right, then we'll put up some test material, have a listen to it and just make sure that everything um, sounds as it should, as as it did in the studio when the director was mixing the film um, so there's no surprises there and then we have to check picture, make sure that all the, the colours are correct and check the projectors and really do a, a big over, well just a big check of, of everything in the, in the cinema we also have to work around other people it gets very hectic on the projection room on a premiere night as you can imagine and uh, there's uh, CCTV in there so they have cameras outside uh, showing the people in the cinema who's coming up the red carpet which is quite strange because you're sort of watching what's happening just a few meters from you which is quite strange but so there's CCDV guys putting in cameras and sound there so the projection room gets very busy and things can get nudged and knocked and people can trip over wires and sometimes pull out a few wires so just before the, the show starts tonight i'll be well we'll all we'll be going around making sure everything is as it should be and it hasn't been knocked even in the last few minutes people do get uh, a bit stressed and can make silly mistakes, so we're all there to check each other really. You and I are bound together on a journey that will twist the very
4: fabric of nature.
5: Allow me to enlighten you. Dolby used to be known uh, primarily as sound and we used to to work pretty much on that uh, solely, but no, we've recently, well in the last few years, uh, got much more into picture, and uh, we have our own digital cinema servers, which uh, are going into lots of cinemas at the moment. And no, we we, uh, we really do do everything now, sound and picture. Every every premiere, you get a buzz from. Uh, they never go exactly to plan, but uh, it's very exciting being up there. It's it's uh, a very high energy. Atmosphere up in the projection room just before the show starts. Usually, once uh, once the film started and everything's running, your uh, everything goes well. Touch word everything goes well. It's it's usually the, the problems with the start if there are any problems. So once once you're tw- ten or twenty minutes into the film, you hope that your job's done. We're
4: gonna raise a force that will alter the course of the world.
5: I started in uh, music recording studios and uh, through a, a number of coincidences ended up. Um, uh, seeing that there was a job on offer with Dolby and uh, I had quite a good background in sound and electronics and so I applied for the job and that was about seven years ago and it's, uh, it's been great ever since fantastic job Dolby is a fantastic company to work for it's, it's great fun You, I mean, my job, I never do the same thing twice you know, every day is different and um, but only about a quarter of the time I work on screenings like this the rest of the time is in studios and uh, working on the sound before it's finished we go there at the post-production studios to um, help uh, production companies with their sound before it gets before the, the film is finished we have some other guys from other companies looking after some uh, the picture side of things as well uh, we have uh, the projection staff we have the uh, also uh, the Empire Cinema's head uh, technician he's here um, so we've, we have about ten or 10 or 12 people up in the projection room all with their own area of responsibility I'm on sound today It's just as brilliant as you are and infinitely more devious We'll see about that Once the film's finished uh, we make sure everything is how it was when we arrived uh, take anything out that we we need to but uh, all the equipment's in there already so there's nothing else to do really we uh, sort of just check it's all going to work for the public showings tomorrow and then we're off maybe a pint and then bed Nice
1: touch. I'm simply studying your methods. Should the authorities ask me to hunt you down, <clears throat> leave the case alone. Case for you. Uh, uh, Save your bullets, uh, uh, uh. Uh.
0: The global premiere has just taken place, and we'll have more interviews from the cast and crew as we get ever closer to the release of the film on Boxing Day. Don't forget to enter our exclusive competition to win an Acer Aspire laptop, complete with Dolby Home Theatre. To enter, head to dolby.com. Oh, and you can follow us on Twitter now too. Head to twitter.com slash dolbybuzz. We'll see you there. Entertainment surrounds you. Shouldn't your audio insist on Dolby?